0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW original podcasts.
1: New dining rules and etiquette as the city emerges from coronavirus quarantine.
2: The restaurants need you to eat, to enjoy yourself, to have a little drink, and then to get the heck out.
1: This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's
0: a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was
1: really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. Welcome back to What's Cooking on 1060. We've been on hiatus for a little bit because of the coronavirus and because of the protesting and rioting in Philadelphia. We are back with food news. And with me on this first episode back is Ben Faleccia, Director of Operations and Strategy with the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association. And in this episode, we are talking about the new rules of etiquette as uh, the state is transitioning over to yellow and to green. So then, what are some of the biggest changes that people are noticing as restaurants start to reopen? Sure.
2: There's so many things that are different right now. First of all, there's the distancing between tables. So where we are in Philadelphia... We just saw outdoor dining start last week. Most of the state started at least two weeks ago. Some started a month ago. But in Philly, you, you've seen people dining outside, which is great to see people safely dining outside. And by safely, I mean that the tables are paced pace six feet apart. I've seen hand sanitizer outside. I've seen employees in masks. I've seen guests in masks when they're walking around. Not at the table, but when they're walking around, I've seen guests in masks. So it just brought so much light back to the city and all it took was you know a few tables out on the sidewalks
1: is it safe to be dining these days
2: So restaurants have been preparing for this for a while. We knew we were going to have to reopen. Everybody that I've talked to has been following all the CDC guidelines, plus all the guidelines that have been shared by the Wolf administration. So there is a lot of steps to make sure people are doing the right things, people are staying clean, people are making sure that their staff is healthy, following all the sanitation procedures. And, you know, restaurants have been trying to keep people safe for as long as restaurants have been around. So we kind of know what we're doing as far as keeping people safe and keeping people healthy so right now they've just really stepped up their game
1: so you've been talking to restaurants all over the state
2: i have uh group calls with restaurateurs from different sections of the state we have 12 chapters in the prla in pennsylvania so we've been kind of following up with them almost once a week sharing stories sharing best practices sharing war stories sharing Good stories. You know, it's just really great to hear the enthusiasm from the guests returning, from the employees getting back to work and seeing some faces that they haven't seen in a little while, you know, and and just business slowly getting back to normal.
1: So... Obviously, outside is safer than inside. Are there restaurants that are opening up indoors?
2: There are. Everybody in the green phase right now, which is a ton of counties in Pennsylvania, have gone green. And with green, you can still do takeout and delivery. You can still do outdoor dining when you're keeping the tables uh, six feet away from each other. And inside, you can do 50% capacity. So people have been really successful inside. And the main thing is the distance. You know, it's still washing. Your hands all the time. Uh, you know, we we suggest every thirty minutes for employees when guests sit down the table, we suggest they use hand sanitizer as soon as they sit down. When they leave the restaurant, make sure you're using hand sanitizer again. There's just many different things that are different. You know, you're you're seeing throwaway menus, you're seeing a lot of QR codes on doors. So as soon as people come in, you know, they they take a little picture, they pull out the camera, all of a sudden the menu is in front of them on their phones, they don't even have to touch anything. Little things like that are really great.
1: And there's probably some new etiquette rules that people that own restaurants would like customers to abide by.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, restaurants have always run on a very tight margin, and hopefully more and more people know that now. But one of the things to keep in mind is now that we're only doing 50% capacity, and it's tough because we haven't been out in a while, right? So we want to go out and we want to enjoy ourselves. We want to enjoy our company. We want to enjoy our family or our friends or whoever we haven't seen and whoever's joining us for dinner. So you kind of want to enjoy it. And then keep enjoying it and keep enjoying it and keep enjoying it. Well, the restaurants need you to eat, to enjoy yourself, to have a little drink, and then to get the heck out. So the next people that haven't seen their friends in a long time can come and enjoy the atmosphere, come and enjoy the food and the camaraderie.
1: What's appropriate? What's like an appropriate time limit?
2: Well, depending on the type of restaurant it is. You know, if it's like a more of a fine dining restaurant, I think 90 minutes is appropriate. If it's more of a casual place, maybe one hour. If it's a super fast casual place, maybe it's 30 minutes. But just kind of be aware of your surroundings. Listen, the restaurant might be really busy and we're all trying to figure this out. So maybe the food isn't getting out to the table as quickly as it could. So keep that in mind. So everybody's going to be rushing around. Everybody's going to be trying to figure this out. But just kind of keep an eye on your surroundings.
1: It's always been good etiquette to be kind to your servers, but seems like now even more so.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've all been under a lot of stress. We're all trying To figure out this new thing. And when you do get out to the restaurant and in life in general, you know, it's just really important to be kind right now. Just really be kind because everybody's doing their best. You know, these servers are frontline workers and they are giving it their best to make sure you're having a good time and to make sure you are getting back to normal and and enjoying life. So just be kind to them. There's a lot more for them to try to figure out right now. There's a lot more for them to remember. It's a tough job to be. With Now it's a really tough job. So just be nice. Yeah.
1: All right. Other adequate rules that we have to keep in mind, maybe reservations.
2: Yeah. So you might see that a lot of places that didn't normally take reservations are now taking reservations. And the reason they're doing that is to make sure that they're prepared for everybody coming in. They don't want lines of people at the door. You don't want to see big groups of people crowding around. So one way to do that is to provide reservations or maybe it's a call ahead Or maybe they're taking names once you arrive. But it's not a bad idea to call the restaurant and figure out what's going on, what they prefer that you do. That just makes it nice for everybody.
1: All right. So in previous summers, when you had outdoor dining and you saw a friend, your friend could just pull up a chair. Is that appropriate?
2: You know what? I think it is still appropriate. As long as there's room and as long as that friend that's pulling up a chair isn't going to be pulling up a chair that all of a sudden makes it too close to another table. So I always say, check with the restaurant first. There's so many times when somebody says, hey, that's a table of four. I can easily fit five at that table. Well, you know, if you fit five at that table, that might mean, A, you're taking a chair away from another table, or B, it's making it unpassable for people. You know, right now, we also, since everything's in Philly's outside and on the sidewalks, you know, to make sure that there's a path for people to walk by or your butt's not out in traffic. Or, you know, there's just so many variables. So, you know, just always check with the host, check with the manager, check with somebody at the restaurant.
1: When do you wear a mask?
2: The rule of thumb for wearing masks, all the employees in restaurants should be wearing masks uh, if they can, as long as they can do their job safely. Uh, There might be some people in the kitchen that you see not wearing masks, and the reason for that, you know, just might 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 not be safe for them to be wearing a mask over a hot stove, or you know, there's reasons why they might not. So, you know, don't be super judgy if you see somebody not in a mask. There might be a reason for that, but feel free to ask a manager. One thing not to do is go on social media and say, "Hey, I saw so and so not wearing a mask." Talk with the manager first. Always talk with the manager first. Um, As far as guests go. If you are heading into a restaurant, wear a mask. If you are walking up to the host stand, wear a mask. If you're getting up from your table and going to the restroom, wear a mask. The only time you shouldn't be wearing a mask as a guest is once you are seated at the table. I have seen some people have things to do with your mask. Maybe handing out an envelope for a guest to put their mask in while they're dining. I think you might see a little bit more of that.
1: What have you seen around the state that's been working?
2: Anybody who jumps on anything first, the first person to do mixed drinks together, the first person to do outdoor dining and the first person to do to go and delivery are you know ahead of the game but we are hearing really great success stories i mean people that are doing the same sales as they were doing last year or people that were doing even better than last year i mean Take that with a grain of salt because we were just closed for three months. But it's really nice to see that the people that are opening are doing well. Some of the success stories I'm hearing are also from people that are training their staff well, bringing the staff back, taking this sanitation and taking the health of not only their guests, but their employees really seriously. Those are the people that are more successful because the guests see that and the guests see how much the owners of the restaurants care about their staff and care about their guests that are coming in and they're a lot more successful because people want to go
1: there. It seems to me that restaurants would have to hire more, spend more money because you have the PPE and because you have to hire more people to clean more frequently, but they're still able to do well.
2: Yeah. So far, we've heard some great stories. So, you know, you may see, and I've seen this on some menus, there's been some some COVID surcharges that you see. Sometimes it's a small percentage. I saw one place was doing, there was a place in Pittsburgh that was doing $2 a person on top of everything else, you know, that wasn't a t- Tip, that wasn't anything. That was just to cover some of these extra costs. I mean, there's a whole lot going on. And to be honest with you, menu prices haven't really gone up. You haven't really seen menu prices go up significantly in the past 10 to 20 years. And it, it hasn't gone up with inflation. It hasn't gone up with the price of food costs. So we're kind of behind the eight ball on that. So whatever we can do to kind of capture a little bit extra income to help with the PPE, to help to cover extra labor cost, give that. Restaurant you go to a break if you see that because they're doing the best they can and uh, sometimes it costs a little more to go out right now.
1: So speaking about additional charges on the bill, things that are maybe COVID surcharges. What about tipping? Is it still twenty percent or is it more nowadays?
2: I mean, I, I, w- I would say the you know going rate is twenty percent. Feel free to tip more. The people that I've been speaking with that have been open a few weeks, their servers have been recording a little bit of a higher tip percentage. Maybe twenty-five to thirty percent, and I think that's you know people have been stuck at home, and people know how hard these folks are working. They know they've been out of work. You have to reward good behavior like that, and you have to reward good employees, and they are frontline workers. You know they're they're out there, so you can have a good time.
1: What? How are people paying for their meals?
2: Sure, I mean I, I've been seeing some contactless payment. You know, not everybody's set up for that though. So like uh, Venmo or whatever. yeah, but well, not so much Venmo, but just places that would bring you out a card swipe that you do everything yourself kind of like if you were in the supermarket or something it's something you see in europe everywhere you go it just isn't as abundant here in the u.s But i have been seeing for bartenders or servers having a little venmo account you know with the server's venmo name on it or the bartender's venmo name so you can tip them directly which is pretty cool to say i would have liked to see that years ago but i'm glad i'm seeing it now
1: yeah What is the maximum number of people that you should be eating with?
2: Well, the guideline says it's recommended that tables are 10 or less unless it's family members. You know, but it's really up to the space of the restaurant, the capacity of the restaurant, and the people that you're going out to dine with. If you have a group of friends that you've all been keeping the same type of quarantine habits, I, I don't see any issue with dining out with a large group like that.
1: What? Is the feeling of dining out these days? Do you think people feel safe yet? And what's it going to take to get the rest of the people out?
2: Well, you know, that's such a personal thing. You know, there's some people that don't want to go to supermarkets right now and are, you know, doing delivery on supermarkets. And there's just so many different levels of personal safety. You know, some people might not feel comfortable until there's a vaccine. That might be a year from now. But what we've been seeing is there's enough people that want to go out and enjoy themselves right now that we hope that that sustains the industry. And as long as restaurants keep playing it safe and and doing the right thing, following the guidelines, following the Pennsylvania restaurant promise, just following all the CDC guidelines, I think we're going to be in good shape.
1: Seems like Philly's been doing
2: okay. Yeah, you know, it, it was just really great to see the state open up a couple of weeks ago to outdoor dining and to not see any horror stories and not to see, you know, big crowds of people, to see people really paying attention to what they're supposed to be doing and really making sure they're keeping their guests safe and their employees safe. In Philly last week, I rode all around. I think I, think I rode my scooter through every neighborhood in Philadelphia just to make sure that people were doing the right thing. And when they weren't, if they needed some guidance, if they needed some guidelines, some written guidelines, I had them all in my bag to hand out to make sure people were doing the right things because we want to open more and we want to serve more guests and we want to enjoy the restaurant community. But we're only going to be able to continue to do that if everybody's kind of following the rules.
1: What's most encouraging for you to see?
2: You know, I have been fielding calls from restaurant owners and restaurant employees for the past three months, and they've really been stressed out, and rightfully so. And this past week, I've been just hearing sighs of relief. And I've gone by restaurants, and I've been seeing smiles on servers' faces and smiles on managers' faces and people waving and enjoying themselves. And to me, that is the lifeblood of the city. And all of a sudden, that lifeblood is pumping again. And it was the most beautiful sight I've seen in a long time.
1: So were you like waving from afar? Because you're not going (laughs) to high five them or shake their hand?
2: Yes, no high fiving, no more handshakes. I don't even do elbow bumps much anymore. One of the chefs gave me a foot tap. So I, I was pretty happy with that as long as we stayed pretty far apart. Etiquette has changed, though.
1: The way we interact with each other, the way we go out to eat, the way we dine, the way we experience entertainment, it's different. It's going to change.
2: Yeah, I mean, how are we going to cheers now? You know, are we going to tap glasses anymore? Who knows? Are we all, all going to tap our glass with our, our spoon, like, you know, like at a wedding? Who, who, who knows what's going to happen? Are people cheersing? I, I haven't seen it yet, but then again, I haven't been paying that much close attention but right. you know it's just all these little things that we we've been taking for granted forever and it's just to kind of be funny it, it'll, it'll be funny to see how we evolve and how we adapt and change because we're still going to go out we're still going to enjoy our dinners and we're still going to enjoy our friends and our family but the little things might change but the big thing is that we love this industry we love restaurants it, it's what brings us together it's the place where we create memories and we have all these beautiful moments and that's not going to change
1: yeah I guess we'll see how we need to adjust as we get more health information.
2: Yeah, and you know, every week we hear a little bit more. And every week that just means that we can be a little bit safer and we can adjust and we can adapt.
1: How has Philadelphia done compared to the rest of the state? And how do our rules here compare to the rest of the state? Our
2: rules are pretty much identical. As far as sanitation and health concerns, there's not much difference at all.
1: And what about the applications for outdoor space
2: Sure. So last week, Philadelphia opened up the outdoor dining permits and that allowed you to extend your sidewalk. It also allowed you to apply for a streetery license, which would allow you to take the parking spots in front of your restaurant and to be able to put tables there. The city had said there would be a three-day turnaround on getting your permits approved. So it opened up Friday at 5 p.m. and I had friends that were on the site right at five o'clock and uh, i really didn 't think that they would be approved until sometime i didn 't think three days would be the weekend and i didn 't think it would be happen anytime you know I, I thought that was very optimistic three days a lot of my friends had were approved by saturday yes. That's yeah it 's amazing because
1: exactly. the restaurant industry is not known for in Philadelphia like the permit process is not known for being that
2: fast no so that's great so the city's really working with the restaurants to say hey listen we know you are going through a tough time and we know it's gonna be a tough time for a long long while so what can we do to help you and we said to them you know we're not trying to get more tables but we want to be able to have the same amount that we had inside so what can you do so they said as long as you have permission put tables out on your sidewalks. If it's not right in front of your property, it's right in front of your neighbor's property, go ahead as long as you have permission. If you have parking spots in front of your restaurant, go ahead and apply for the permit, and you know we'll let you put tables out there as long as you can do it safe. You know, there's uh, rules about barriers. So the tables are safe there and, and it's clearly marked that it's your space. Yeah, but it, it, it's been really great. And the PLCB made their expansion of premise permit application very easy. They have waived all fees and it's an automatic process. So this is something that used to take a minimum of 30 days and would cost a lot of money. Now you go online, you go to PLCB+. Plus, you fill out some forms. You, you you tell them where you want to extend to, and you are approved automatically and for free. It's it's just a beautiful thing.
1: Wow, this is crazy it's- the way things are changing. <laughs> I know,
2: and I you know I just hope from the mixed cocktails to go you know a month ago to streetery seating to you know walking down and not just Rittenhouse Square but walking around these other little neighborhoods where you see all of these cafe seating. I mean, it's so European, it's beautiful. You know, I would love to see this all the
1: time. Is this the new normal?
2: Hey, let's hope so. I mean, you know, I think it's great. And we know it's safer to eat outdoors and it's, it's I mean, it's a beautiful time of year. I want to see it forever.
1: All right, we'll have to reassess what happens come like November.
2: <laughs> yeah, November when everybody has their, uh, you know, their heaters outside and little fire pits, you know, that's going to be cool too. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever driven through New Hope in the middle of the winter. But, you know, it might be snowing outside, but New Hope is warm because they have that entire street filled with heat lamps.
1: Awesome. I could see that in Philly. I'd like that.
2: I would love that. You know, riding down Passyonk Avenue, riding around Rittenhouse Square and Washington Square and 13th Street and 18th Street and Sansom and down by queen village and you know in kensington there's not an area of the city that couldn't be you know enhanced by having a lot of cafe seating outside and just the hustle and bustle and the sound of glassware and the sound of silverware and the sound of people enjoying themselves it makes a neighborhood and it makes a city
1: i know that the prla has worked really hard with the state to make this happen
2: yeah, I mean, we have been in, you know, contact with the state. The whole time. <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. And, and, you know, and with the city and, the, and you know. Um,
1: You've been real advocates.
2: We, we have. I mean, it's, we, we love it. You know, this is our passion and this isn't just a job for us. You know, this is, this is our life and, and we, we want our friends in the, you know, restaurant and lodging community to be successful.
1: Ben Falecha with the PRLA. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Adas. Thanks for having me.
1: And happy dining this summer. <laughs>
2: for sure.
1: That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadass Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners i'm hadas kuznets and that's what's cooking
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds